evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we've got two games to recap, a loss and a win, uh, a lot of goals to talk about in both of those matches. We're going to talk about the playoff implications of all of this weekend's uh, action, I guess kind of last week and a little bit of this week. Uh, we're going to speak to Florian Velo, and we're going to preview the, the upcoming match against the Rochester Rhinos. Oh, and we're going to do another uh, player profile, because <laughs> I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show last week. So much to talk about. Joining me, as always, we have NYC Soccer World's own Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. How are you? I'm doing great this week. Uh, it was a very, very fun week. I cannot wait to talk about that Orlando City game. Yeah, the, it was a good weekend to be a Red Bull fan, although maybe a little bit nervy for Red Bull 2 fans. Uh and we also have Mr. Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. Hello, Bill. Hey, Joe. I'm doing pretty good, too. It's definitely a good weekend to be a Red Bull fan because uh, it's been a while since we beat Vancouver at home at Red Bull Arena. It's so. been it, never. This was the very first time they beat Red Bull or they beat uh, the Whitecaps in Red Bull Arena. It was a landmark occasion. And of course, none of us were there to see it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, That's just our luck. Yeah, maybe we're the bad luck. Last time all three of us were there and they lost, so this time... Or they I'm going to blame it on Anthony. I think he's got bad juju going on. Could be. You got juju on that beat? Anthony? Well, you know what? Actually, that, that that's not true because I miss a good chunk of games over the summer... And that's when this team did not do well. So maybe I'm gonna tie this they back do to well you. when I am I'm gonna, there. I'm going to tie this back to you. They were doing really well during some of those games that you missed until they visited you at Yankee Stadium. But let's not get too off track here because everyone knows <laughs> that you were the one who hurt Daniel Royer. Uh, and we're going to continue on. Uh, before we jump into this show tonight... <laughs> <laughs> US is we all know how much he loves the food over there at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> the U.S. is currently playing Trinidad and Tobago. They are down 2-1 to one after an atrocious first half. Uh, Christian Pulisic has pulled a goal back uh, for the United States, uh, which on its own is not that big of a deal. Uh, Honduras would have to beat Mexico, and Panama would have to beat Costa Rica uh, with this current scoreline in order to knock the U.S. entirely out of World Cup qualifying. Uh, but right now, Honduras is beating Mexico 3-2, to two, and Panama is tied with Costa Rica. <laughs> this is not good. This is really not good for the, the men's national team. They have to figure out a way to get a point. Yeah, the, the uh, struggle is real. It, it's really not a good thing. So here's here's the deal. If if they draw, uh, it's an automatic berth. Okay. Uh, even if Panama and Honduras both win, they would have to make up a pretty large goal differential. But if the U.S. loses, and like I said, and Honduras and Panama both win, they're out entirely. If only one of them wins. And the other draws, they'll finish in fourth and have to play Australia to qualify. This is so absurd. <laughs> uh, and if neither win, then they're, they'll they'll both qualify. So there is still some hope, but good gravy. What the heck I just think happening? it would be weird to see the United States men's team play Australia because I don't remember the last time that happened. Um, they had a friendly before the World Cup, I want to say in 2010, and they beat them pretty soundly. It was one of those things where, like, 
oh, they beat Australia heading into the World Cup. They're world beaters. And then they had a not great World Cup. I think people really like 2010, wanna... but I, I, don't, I wasn't really sold on the team in that, that tournament. Okay. Do you want to know why? I'm going to bring this back around here since I don't care about international soccer. Um, the, the, the funny thing about that, if the USA were to play Tim Cahill, at the very least, finally, Red Bulls fan can watch Tim Cahill play a game where he actually cares. <laughs> he looked, <laughs> that is very true. He cared for one season. <laughs> He cared for half a season. No, yeah. no, half no. A season. He cared for that whole season. I won't. I won't hear that. Um, okay. <laughs> what are? Right, do, do you think U.S. is going to pull this out? Are they going to be able to get a point on the road in Trinidad after going down two nothing to start the uh, the match? I mean, I would hope so. I mean, it's. I, I feel like in my head that's not that hard of a a thing to do. But apparently the United States in regards to soccer seems to make the simplest things incredibly hard to do. Not all the time, but, I mean, certainly lately that's been the case. Um, Bill, what do you think? Are they going to pull it out? Does anyone know if the field is still a lake or did the water clear no, off no, today? No, no, it cleared off. It was, it was okay by the time. <laughs> it dried up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would hope that they would at least be, be able to tie. I And if not, then that's just a shame and... It's just craziness. I, I can't even put it to mind if they can't even tie Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, and uh, two MLSers scored, by the way, for the Honduras team uh, Albert Ellis and Ramo Kyoto. So great job, MLS. Anyway, <laughs> All right. we're not going to get into that. I actually do, um, you know, we're not going to get too deep into it. But uh, I've heard the complaints of some other journalists about uh, the the fact that other CONCACAF teams have benefited from the inclusion of their players in MLS. And, and in my head, I'm like, well, what do you expect? They're close. They're easy to scout. Of course, they're going to get teams in one of the few relevant leagues on this side of the world. And boo-hoo, like a couple of years ago, everybody's like, oh, the U.S., it's so easy for them to qualify. Good, it should be hard for them to qualify. It means something. Right. It'll mean something to the players. Exactly. Good gravy. Nobody, uh. Anyway, all right. So the other uh, match, just to very quickly update about, uh, this is a USL uh, match. It is now final. Rochester defeated Bethlehem Steel 1-0. Uh, so Ooh. that is good for the Red Bulls heading into the final weekend. That means tied uh, on uh, games played with Bethlehem Steel. Uh, the Red Bulls are still ahead, uh, 44 to 43 points. Red Bulls, too, had a interesting week. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is, I think, the easiest way to talk about that. Uh, they played uh, Tampa Bay. Things started very well. Obviously, they were playing sort of a B-plus squad uh, because there was a number of regulars who were out. I think John Wolnick looked at this match and said, okay, Tampa Bay is much better at home than OCB. Let's rest some of our crucial players uh, for this match, and maybe we can get a result. And it certainly looked like that uh, 60 minutes in. I thought the Red Bulls did a good job and controlled the game, created chances. Uh, Vincent Bezicourt uh, basically uh, creates this attacking opportunity out of nothing, slots the ball over to Bonomo. Boom, one nothing. Great. Two minutes later, <laughs> everything starts to unravel. Joe Cole gets in behind the defense and scores. Uh, less than 10 minutes later, Marcel Schaefer gets a goal. <laughs> uh, 
the start, uh, or no, uh, that was even before the half, right? They get they get their third with uh, Schaefer running yeah. down. Uh, nobody steps up to him. Scarlett has the opportunity, but he keeps backing off. Uh, and uh, Schaefer takes a shot from deep and scores. That's basically all she wrote. Junior Fleming's had a beautiful goal in this game, by the way, but uh, it it was not a good effort from from the team. In in and what makes that such a shame, I think, is that Tampa Bay really didn't play very well overall, uh, even with those three goals. And it was a great opportunity to to get another scalp on the road, and they just kind of let this one get away from them. Anthony, what did you see? Well, you're right about that. Tampa Bay has, uh, just to exaggerate that a bit, Tampa Bay has not played well overall for the entirety of the second half of this season. They've been a very beatable team, not just at home, but also on the road where they played a majority of the games in that second half. But this, this game in particular was not necessarily about Tampa Bay beating the Red Bulls, but more about the Red Bulls beating themselves. That goal, that Joe Cole goal was a bad pass out of the back. Mm -hmm. And so many moments in this game were missteps by Red Red Bull 2. It was bad set pieces. It, It was just the basic stuff that is infuriating that we remembered so much from 2013 and 2014 kind of creeping its way into um, both versions one and two of this team. And so I looked at this game and thought to myself, this was a game they should have won. Yeah. Like, they, they, there's no reason why they shouldn't have won this. All of the goals that they gave up were things that they had no business doing. Ball watching, um, not pressuring in, in, the, in the back part of the field. All of it was just, it was a bit infuriating to watch, actually. And this was a match, correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew Tenari did not start, right? Maybe No, he, he did not. He made, did he come in and play at all? I feel like I don't he did. I feel like he did. I feel he like did. they arrested him. And I think that was a big part of what you saw here, is that uh, where they could have locked down the middle of the field, they really didn't. Uh, and that ended up costing them in a big way. Uh, Arun Basulovic did return to the lineup, uh, which was a, a welcome sight. He serves up a beautiful ball for Flemings, but... You know, I alluded to it before. That touch, his first touch as he catches up to that ball, is gorgeous. I think that's the you know, that's a, one of the things that he's really been lacking this season is taking advantage of that f- first touch that he, I thought he was masterful with last season. He wasn't always the best finisher, but he he had a very nice first touch and he created opportunities for himself. So he had just a yard of space, and if he touches this, if he doesn't get that touch right. You know, this ball gets away from him. Maybe the goalie uh, Pickens is able to come out and g- grab the ball, uh, or his defender is able to catch up as he tries to like find his way. But uh, he controls it just wonderfully, uh, brings it over to his preferred right foot, and just slots it home. A really nice goal. But I, I do think we also need to talk about the defense here, um, and especially yeah, Jordan. Where's the back line? Yeah, well, I, I want to concentrate. I agree, he had a bad game. I want to concentrate that a little bit more on the next match. <laughs> but yes, we could talk a little <laughs> bit about that here too. I mean, it was just it was bad. Like not just the ball watching, but the late reactions mm-hmm. to plays. Like 
the, you know, look, Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay is probably the best litmus test for the development of the team because a majority of those players are veteran, uh, are veteran players. Mm-hmm. So they know how to make uh, a last minute move to the left or to the right to trick a young player. And the reaction of guys, uh, Jordan Scarlett in particular, look, as much as we've pushed this guy and said, hey, you know, the team has been so much better with him there. Defensively speaking, this team has not been good this year, mm. and he hasn't been making them better. Are you kidding me? They, what was wait, the last time? Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Jordan Scarlett has been making this team better? Is that what you just said? As of late? As of late? Have, have you not seen the results of late? He had. He didn't get the play. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 yeah, okay, they, come on. What do you got? They had a what do you got? Shots fired. Was the last fired, time they had a shutout? Was last week. Uh, Jordan Scarlett didn't play this this current weekend uh, because of his red card. Well, yeah, because he, he had a red card. He had a poor game against Tampa Bay, but if you are telling me that Jordan Scarlett didn't make this team better defensively, you're on another uh, – uh, oh, man, I almost dropped an F-bomb. You're on another planet. You're insane. I, 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 I've lost. You can, you can call me and say, okay, you want to call me and say, then what, what exactly has he added to this team? This what team has allowed more goals team? than last year. This team, like, no, 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 I'm going to be real about this. Okay, no, no, no let, let, let's go through this here. So, so this kid who, who they brought in, who was injured for a good portion of the season, has, has contributed at, at best being better than David Aperdor, which to be quite honest, the, any one of the three of us could probably be better than how horrible I, he's been this year. I don't even know how to start this conversation with you. I think it's best to move on. <laughs> You're insane. Best to move he's on? Been, the only you started this. The only thing you he's done started is this. better than David Aperdor? He's, Can he's I coming. Some of our he is coming. This is like a he live match right now. If you want, he has come in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got my popcorn. No, no, no. It's not your turn to talk because I'm not done yet. (laughs) Damn. Wow. He has come into this team as as a highly touted prospect, as a guy who was supposed to come in here and replace one of two guys who has proven to be, well, one guy. I'm not going to say one of two guys. One guy who has now moved on to MLS and been incredibly successful, and I'm talking about Aaron Long. He has not even been a portion of what Aaron Long has been this year. Um, and, and he's got a guy right next to him that he could have been with, could have been successful with in Hassan Nadam. So I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not going to be something next year or the year after that. But as of right now, I, 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 as of right now, I don't think so. I think that this year, if you can look you, at their can you tell that, me, how much can you tell me who played to? with him? In the, can you tell me who played with him in the back line against Tampa Bay? Was it Hassan and Dom? Hassan. It was Hassan and Dom. No, it wasn't. It was Tim was Schmoll. It? Oh God, it's even worse. George Scarlett was cleaning okay. up. Here's for another a lot question. Of Here's another question. Why yeah. is Tim Schmoll still being put out there? Because. Uh, Tim Schmoll, if you want to say about Tim Schmoll that all he's done is be better than David Abador, I'm 100% behind you. Uh, but after- you know what? I don't even know. I think we could be in agreement as I don't even know if he has been. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But well, they didn't start him at the last home game against Pittsburgh. All- he came on in like the 80th minute or so. All of the. Uh- How'd that go? Schmoll- it's a little scary. Schmoll played a little bit of the midfield, though. He wasn't playing in the back line, which was weird anyway. But uh, since Scarlett has been integrated in the team, that's when the team started winning and getting results. And to like, yes, they're not getting shutouts every every match, 
But to think that Scarlet is a big reason why that's happened is kind of crazy. He's been a huge part of this team, not giving up a lot more goals than they have. And uh, when, he, when, yes, when he's with Hassan and Dom, the two of them together have been locked down. They've been really, really good for this team. They have not been locked down. But here's, here's what I'm going to say about, about, about Scarlett, because I know as, as much as I'm criticizing him, I want to be very clear about this. I think this guy's got a big upside, because I don't want to make this out like I'm, I'm talking about him in, in a sense of this guy's never going to be something. I think he is. And, and I think that he has a full year not being injured, being able to be integrated properly into the team, um, not in the middle of the season. I think you can see something really good by him as long as he returns next year, which is always a weird thing with this team. Um, but the, I, I expected so much more from him. Well, I, and, I, and I think... The, why is it that you expected so much yep, more from him? Because it, like he, it's not like Iona is this powerhouse college, and he kind of flew under the radar. Nobody was really talking about Jordan Scarlett before any of this. I don't get the highly touted prospect angle of this at all. We were like, maybe he might come in and, and be helpful. We had no idea what we were going to get from this guy, and he ended up being aces. That No, come on now. Come on. No, no we, not I, aces. I'm not, come I'm not conceding that point. I think that... Uh, this is peak Merced. You cannot concede anything. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> peak, peak Merced here. He has one bad game uh, in the last, I don't know, 10 games. And you're like, mm, he's, he's terrible. Sure. He's only just barely better than Abador. Yeah, I, I won't I won't abide this. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, no, I did not say that he was barely better than Abador. That is what you said. Come on now. You said all he's done is, is be better than Abador. And that's not saying much. That is literally I didn't say said. barely. I said no, I said I did not say barely. I said he was better than Abador. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> barely, barely saying a lot. I'm probably barely better than Abador. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about something uh, that will be more palatable for me. Um, the OCB game. Through is, oh, is that barely palatable? No, I said much more par- palatable for me. Is this the okay. highest scoring game of the season? I definitely think it is. I believe so. 11 goals. What a show to watch. How, well, wait, no, no, wait. How many goals was in that Reno game against um, uh, against uh, LA Galaxy 2? Didn't I, they I score they like nine goals? goals? I thought it was 10-0 yeah. in that match. Some type of I, I don't think it was 10 nothing. I'm going to look it up while, while we're talking. But let's talk about this yeah. one while, uh, while I'm finding that out. Uh, Stefano Bonomo on another planet in this match. Uh, that <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. The second minute goal uh, where he takes the ball down with that turn. Uh, <laughs> where does that even come from? And I think that says everything about uh, him in a place now where he's healthy. Obviously, you know, he talked to us a little bit about last season being injured, kind of off and on, and and having that continuing problem, and that didn't get better. Uh, but this is is maybe the peak of what we can expect from him and his his ability to. Uh, control the ball, uh, find uh, space to create shots, hold the ball up, which we've talked about ad nauseum. Uh, it was all on display in this match. And the highlight of the first 60 minutes where they took this huge 5-1 to one lead was just how well he linked up with his teammates uh, and, and was able to find the back of the net. Absolutely. I think, I think that this is Bonomo's breakout game. 
or actually, I don't say just this game, but the, the two games combined, Tampa Bay and this one, to show that he can do a lot of the things that maybe we had questions about. Uh, we knew he could hold up the ball, but there was, at least in my mind, a bit of a question as to the preciseness of his finishing. Mm-hmm. And especially in that Orlando game, there there were a few shots where the goaltender picked the right spot to be in, and Bonomo put them in a place where nobody could have saved them. Yeah. And that was that was massive, um, I think, for um, his development here. Uh, you know, look, he's he's nearing the age where he needs to make it happen more so now than in the future for the Red Bulls. Uh, and he really proved himself to me like the kind of guy that could be considered next year to be one of those uh, bench strikers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought he's just been so good and it looks like he's hitting his stride so hopefully he can stay healthy uh, our guest tonight florian velo has a wonder goal in the 12th minute to put uh, new york up two nothing uh, he picks off a pass kind of similar to what joe cole did um uh, against the red bulls uh, midweek but he picks off a pass in the final third just looks up slots it just exactly where it needs to be Mwah, gorgeous gorgeous stuff then, then we get to see a little bit of where there might be some cracks in the team. Uh, uh, Ethan Cutler is at midfield. He kind of gets kicked a little bit. Can't quite get his speed back. He's trying to, to catch up with the play. Uh, his uh, absence from that then leaves a huge hole uh, in which uh, Haji Berry is able to uh, find himself, get the ball, pass it over to – or it was not Haji Berry. It was uh, Michael Cox, sorry. Gets the ball, slots it over to Lewis Neal. They pull one back. And that's just the beginning of how crazy this game is going to be. Um, Stefano, obviously, like we said, we, he, he's got two more goals. That volley uh, that he scored, I know. It was great. Dude, that. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Everything about that play, uh, Velo's cross over to Junior Flemings had this amazing curve on it. The fact that Flemings uh, got to it and got a shot on net was pretty remarkable, but, you know, really nice save. And then just what do you do? What do you do as a goalie when uh, the ball bounces out to Bonoma like that and he just hits it laser perfect up into that corner? You know, you were touching on that before where the goalie gets up, gets himself in the right position, but there's nothing he can do there. I I think there is something we need to talk about a little bit because you mentioned Junior Flemings. Mm -hmm. Um for everything good that he did in these two games, there were moments where I think he still needs to learn, specifically when there are guys wide open to his left or his right, mm-hmm. and he decides to continue dribbling within the box for no reason other than trying to draw a penalty. Uh, I, I think he needs to lift his head up more, and he needs to look around and look at the guys next to him and get the ball to them. Uh, look, obviously they scored a lot of goals against Orlando, right. but there were moments here in, in both games where I thought to myself, man, you know, Junior needs to pick his head up here. There, there are guys that he can pass to to create plays, and he's just not doing it. I agree with that. I think there might be some amount of directive uh, from the coaching staff on that because earlier in the season he seemed to be looking uh, to play the ball to his teammates a lot more, uh, and there were discussions after – I don't remember which match it was uh, – where he – finally felt like it was time for him to start trying to take players on and, and make uh, make them make mistakes and that was something that I know that uh, John had been pushing for him to, to kind of find his way that 
uh, in that regard. So that might have been part of what we're seeing here is that maybe now he's got a he like overcorrected and he should come back a tiny little bit. But you're right, you know, uh, it's it can be problematic if this was a, a tighter game. That's an issue. Obviously, the Tampa Bay game where, uh, you know, whatever you want to say about his uh, what ended up being a yellow card for diving in the box. Uh, he's still trying to make something happen. Uh, the Red Bull one fans have been glorifying Gonzalo Verón for doing those things of late. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, <laughs> but one, 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 one thing one thing I will say about that though is that I think that when in regards to Junior Flemings, mm-hmm. um, he needs you know I understand the coaching portion of it. He needs to be aware of the situation. Yeah, there there are moments when when that is right and 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 it's and it's a right time to continue to carry that in and try to draw that penalty. And there are other moments where. You, you you just need to be aware of your surroundings, and I don't know if he's quite developed that yet. Despite the fact that he's got such a tremendous amount of natural skill, I think that the instinctive part of the game still escapes him at moments, and he's really got to get a grip on that if he wants to be on that next level. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, another guy who you know we mentioned he came back this week. He had the assist on Junior Fleming's goal. Uh, was Aaron Arun Basulovic. Uh, I just want to get a sense of what you thought about uh, his inclusion. I thought he did uh, well in terms of not making any real big mistakes necessarily, uh, but obviously he does not offer the same amount of, of defense that you get from someone uh, like uh, Andrew Tenari or, or Dan Metzger. And yes, he was playing a more advanced position, and that suited him in the Orlando uh, match. But uh, in the Tampa Bay match, I think we saw where he's really not comfortable in that deep-lying spot, and it's part of why he hasn't been on the field in the last couple of weeks. No, he's not. We talked about this the last week, about uh, Tenari kind of taking his place. But um, Wait, 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 wait. Big news. He... Just... Hold on. Oh. 90th minute for Trinidad and Tobago. It's 2-1 to one, uh, United States. Yeah, Panama has pulled ahead 2-1, to one, and Honduras is up 3-2. to two. Obviously, All these matches are coming wow. to a close. If results stay, the U.S. will be eliminated from the World Cup. That's... Oh, no! I care! I know that you don't care. I'm just... I'm letting you know as it happens, people. It's, it's not looking good. Yeah. So I, I just want to say that I, I say that in particular because of how much you hated the fact that I was caring so much about a baseball game last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll see. Payback. Uh, just, just to be clear here, uh, the way that I'm interrupting this is saying, okay, announcement, here's what's happening, and not just going, <laughs> and, and the reason why I do that is because in baseball, that's how it works, is something randomly happens as opposed to soccer where sometimes you're looking at other people's scores. No, you got to do that to wake everybody up that fell asleep. I was just going to say that. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. All right, moving on. <laughs> look, don't, don't look, Bill. Bill, I like you. I like you. I like you a lot. Uh, I, I, I don't want to not like you. <laughs> uh, very just quickly, because we're, we're starting to run very long here. So uh, very quickly, Gideon Ba. Uh, plays the first half. I thought he did really well. Obviously, he's not ready to go a full 90 yet, but uh, encouraging signs for him, for any Red Bull fans that want to know what his progress progress has been. Uh, and a key to this last match, once he came out, they brought in our good friend David Abador that we've talked about a number of times, 
and <laughs> things really, really went very poorly after that. Not all of it was Abadar's fault, uh, but certainly defensively, the team became much shakier. There were a lot of fouls. Abador eventually gets a red card for uh, a needless foul uh, on a breakaway. And OCB nearly pulls this one out and steals the points. And it was like uh, deja vu for anybody who's been watching this team for a while. I'm going to be somewhat nice, David Abador, here. I don't know if there is a team somewhere that his skills fit because I felt like when he came here, I thought that his work in Tulsa was, was, was admirable. And I thought, I, I thought that he did a lot of yeoman's work for them, mm-hmm. but for Red Bull two, whether it's a system or whatever it is, he just does not fit at all. Like, and, and, and I think that more times than not, he ends up being a liability more so than, um, than a credit to the team. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> it was a very, very difficult thing to watch. Obviously, he's got a red card, so we're not going to have to worry about uh, him coming into this match. And uh, the guy who's just barely better than him will probably take his place, and uh, hopefully we'll all be well. Let's, let's get... <laughs> let's talk man of the match for both matches. We'll, we'll give one for the week. For both matches, Stefano yeah. Bonomo for me. I, I, I have to go with Stefano Bonomo. Anthony? I, I agree with that. Stefano Bonomo was definitely the, the star of this week. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Stefano. Uh, great performances over two matches. Uh, but not just Stefano. Uh, <laughs> it's Stefano, but I keep calling him Stefano. But whatever. Uh, he's got four goals in those two games. Uh, Florian has two goals. Uh, obviously against OCB. Junior's got a goal and an assist. Arun's got a goal and an assist. So at least offensively, things went uh, okay, <laughs> this this Florida run. But uh, hopefully things will be better uh, in the future. Okay, we're going to take a break. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, very quickly, games to watch. Uh, obviously, we talked about Bethlehem Steel uh, lost to Rochester. That's very good for the Red Bulls. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be taking on TFC2. Uh, OCB is playing tomorrow night against Tampa Bay. If they lose that match, the Red Bulls are in. And we don't have to worry about anything that happens from that point forward in terms of making the playoffs. If somehow, uh, not somehow, but if OCB wins that match, then things will get a little bit trickier. And we'll have to watch uh, the games for Cincinnati against TFC2 and Bethlehem Steel against St. Louis. So just keep an eye on those. Uh, still not final here with the, the U.S. national team, but boy, is it close. Uh, and uh, there's also yeah. there's also the possibility that if Red Bull 2 beats Rochester, that they can end up in fourth place and actually getting a uh, home game. Is that true? Is that I believe true? so. If everybody else loses and they win, uh, I think they can end up in fourth place, which would give them no. the first round no, 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 home no, no, game. No. They won't end up in fourth place. Um if if the Red Bulls win, they'll have forty seven. They'll have forty seven points. That'll oh, still be less. The USA than, game just ended, and they lost. And they lost two one. Wow! So unless Costa Rica bails them out, it's over, and the US will not be playing in the World Cup. That is insane. Big it fail. Bruce the savior, everyone. Um, you can you, you can join Scotland in uh, wondering why you have a really good league, but we're a really bad national team. 
And then Panama just beat Costa Rica 2-1. Yep, so the only a- game left is Honduras 3-2. And they have to rely on Mexico saving them right now. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Hey, hey last, last time around, Mexico, um, United States saved Mexico. No, they saved Honduras last time around. No, I thought, that, I thought Mexico saved. I thought the United States saved Mexico last time around. I don't think so. I think it was. I think it was the other. I'm going to blame Chris Wondolowski for missing the goal. Well, in, the Omar, last World Cup. in, yeah. in this I match, Omar Gonzalez opened uh, the scoring for Trinidad, and then apparently also missed a header at the end that could have been the equalizer. So, yeah. There's a lot of salt present on Facebook right now. Oh, I bet. I bet. So uh, levels are very high. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Florian Velo. What a crazy amount of information that we just got through. Stick around. We're back. We are now joined by uh, a current nominee for Player of the Month for the month of September. It's Mr. Florian Velo. Florian, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me tonight. Thanks for coming back. I guess uh, we didn't scare you away sufficiently, so <laughs> it's good to have you back. Uh, obviously, uh, right now you are uh, on fire, I think is the right uh, way to describe it uh, you and Stefano I guess are taking turns for uh, who could score the most goals at the end of the season uh, we talked a little bit about it uh, after the game uh, the last home game but um, what what did you learn maybe uh, uh, while things were a little bit tougher in the middle of the season uh, that that you were able to uh, put towards your current uh, run of form it was yeah it was a hard period for me because uh, I was injured a couple times and I was not playing great but uh, I think we have a great team and I think those guys helped me uh, uh, helped me um, go through the difficult time and be really confident and that's maybe the reason why I'm I'm playing good uh, at the end of the season right now uh, Florian, what what is it that's changed this uh, here late in the season? Early on, it seemed like um, either you weren't playing in your natural position, or may or just weren't seeing as many looks on goal. What do you think is the main reason that now you've been um, able to be in the position to score as many goals as you have? I don't know. I've been playing uh, the wing wing position still, like since the beginning of the season. Uh, I think it's just a matter of confidence. Uh, I don't know. I, I've figured things out on the field that I'm able to score goals, and once I'm on the rhythm, I just keep going. So it's, it feels good, actually. I, the fact that I'm, I play different positions doesn't bother me. It's just the fact that I need to find the net more often. And once I find it, I, I get more confident and I for goals. Hey, Florian, how does it feel to be in the running for a goal of the week for your shot against Orlando? Uh, it feels great. But the most important was the win against Orlando, just to put us in a, in a good spot for the playoffs. What was it like in the final moments of that match? Uh, obviously, there was uh, a huge lead that you guys jumped out to. 
uh, and it, it got very nervy there at the end. I mean, there were some issues with some set pieces and, and a penalty, and obviously you guys went down a man. Uh, but you know, what was the feeling around yeah. the team? Uh, there's been a number of results on the road that you've dropped uh, points at the very end of the match. So was there any of that deja vu feeling maybe? Yeah, it was uh, that feeling. Like We were winning 5-1 and then just put up, put up the gas, and I think we started like, uh, being the same team we were at the beginning of the season, like dropping points on the road like that when we had the lead. But we were able to hold on to that lead, and those three points were huge for us. Uh, you mentioned talking about uh, the dropping points on the road last year. This team was uh, amazing on the road. What do you What do you think um, from your perspective is what's changed uh, from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen? Um, I think the difference is that last year we had a team that started season like the same the same starting eleven starting the season and ended up the season together. We had a lot of different players coming in this year, different lineups, and I think that didn't help us. And then the fact that we had the same lineup for the past uh, month and a half, two months, I think we show that we have we are a good cohesive group, and we get we can get results right now. With the last road game being Rochester, how's the mindset with Rochester in mind? And it's been rough for. Both Rebel teams are really on the road in Rochester. How's that working out so far? Uh, we know that playing over there is really tough, especially at the end of the season, and it's going to be a huge game. Uh, they're really, they're a really hard team to play against, really good team uh, at home. So we're getting prepared for a really tough battle and hopefully get the three points that could be could place, it, place us really well for the playoffs. Um. Talking about obviously that that difficult final match for you guys, uh, what maybe has been happening defensively? Other than I know uh, in the last match you said you know with that big lead you took the foot off the gas, um, and there was a different lineup uh, against Tampa Bay. But both matches had some very nervy moments defensively, which really hasn't necessarily been a big issue for you guys of late. So what maybe happened over those two matches? I think uh, sometimes the whole team shot down mentally and then we let play go and then we're not aware so teams know that as a matter of fact we are vulnerable on the set pieces so they use that against us but sometimes we uh, we we are our own enemy meaning that the team we can lose the game because we're not playing good not because the team is better and I think it's because mentally we shut down and we're not like focus during the whole 90 minutes. Uh, Florian, this is now your second year with the team. Uh, this is obviously a team that is meant to develop players for the MLS side. Um, what what parts of your game do you think you still need to develop to get to that next level? Um, I think I need to show that I wanted more than others. I think that technically, physically, I'm, I'm there. I have the potential to go to the next level, but I think I just need to show more, more of like you know, show that I really want to go to the next level. And I think that's that. 
uh, not aggressiveness, but that uh, really, really like show the Red Bull organization that I really want to make it to the next level. Now, I guess kind of building on that and touching back to, to something you'd said to me about a week ago, um, are you already thinking about your future of, of what you might be doing beyond this season? No, really. Right now I'm focused on the end of the season. Uh, I want to go to the playoffs. I want to play more games. I want eventually to win another championship. And my future is not in my hands right now. I've done everything that I could. Uh I'm here right now, and then I'll still be here until the end of the season. And hopefully, I want to play soccer after the season. That's the only thing I'm good at, and the thing I love to do. So, wherever I go, I know I'll play soccer if it's here or anywhere else. But as of now, I'm focusing on the end of the season for the playoffs, and then we'll see after. I think that's very fair. Before we let you go, uh, we're going to subject you to the lightning round. Uh, we're going to ask a number of uh, sort of silly questions. Uh, most are just one choice or the okay. other, yes or no. <laughs> All right, you okay. ready? Yep. Popcorn, yes or no? Sorry? Popcorn, yes or no? Sonic the Hedgehog or Super Mario? Super Mario. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Arsene Wenger in or Arsene Wenger out? Arsene Wenger out. Uh, FIFA or Pro Evolution? FIFA. And how would you rate yourself on FIFA? And what's your favorite team to play as? How do I rate myself? Like as a player. I'm not on FIFA. So yeah, as a player. My, my Pick a player or rate myself? Like at how well you play the game. Oh, I'm not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at all, but I usually, I, I usually play with, uh, with Arsenal. Fair enough. Not bad. Uh, Florian, thank you so much for coming on. We wish you uh, nothing but the best for uh, this coming weekend and uh, hopefully into the playoffs. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me tonight. Absolutely. And when we come back, we're going to preview the game against the Rochester Rhinos. Stick around. we're back we're gonna finish up tonight now previewing the game against the rochester rhinos and uh our player highlight our weekly player highlight okay let's talk about the rhinos we're not gonna go deep on them uh everybody that has uh, been following this team for a long time knows what they bring to the table they are super physical they're very good defensively uh bob Lilly keeps these guys just absolutely tuned in uh, throughout just about every match in their last one two three four five six matches they've given up two goals or no three goals sorry uh and they've had shutouts in their last four. Uh, oh no no i am terrible at reading this <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep going though because i'm a fool uh no they lost the richmond kickers a couple weeks ago which 
makes no sense to anyone who's been following this league, but it is what it is. Uh, they obviously beat the... No, no, actually, it does make sense in this league because random results happen. Look at the wins that uh, Toronto FC has. That's And the then, yeah, it totally makes sense in this league. Uh, yeah, all right, fair enough. Um, they beat uh, Bethlehem Steel tonight. They won on the road at Pittsburgh. At home, they have been outstanding uh, forever, uh, even especially against the Red Bulls. They're 8-2-5. and five. Uh, The Red Bulls went up there earlier this year. They look like they had the game in hand with a 2-1 to one win. The last kick of the game, they give up a free kick uh, that Rochester turns in to, to make them uh, sacrifice those, those three points they would have otherwise won. And, uh, yeah, the world keeps turning. The Red Bulls have only beat Rochester in the regular season once. Pretty much every time they go up there, it's a draw. Anthony, what is going to be different about this time? I'm actually going to go out on a limb here and say that Red Bull 2 is going to get the win in Rochester. I feel like they have the offense to do it this time, and Rochester is far more susceptible to giving up goals this year than they have been in years past. 2015, we... we, uh, came into knowing Rochester as this unbeatable defensive force, and that has not been the way it's been this year. Yeah, that's that's very, very fair. Um, Bill, what do, you, do you have anything to add on this? Yeah, Rochester's always been a hard place for Rebels 2 to win, and uh, I know they definitely want to make the playoffs, and they're not going to rely on Orlando losing, so I think they're going to give it 110%, and I'm hoping for a win in, in Rochester. Well, yeah. Oh, we did touch on that a little bit before that Orlando could lose midweek, and then this won't be as big of a, a a result. And honestly, if Orlando did lose, I know there's some jockeying for position who you might want to play. Uh, but just talking about you know some of the players who have had injury issues in the past, and maybe you don't want to risk that against a team that's as physical as Rochester. So there could be some um, gamesmanship at play uh, based on how that shakes out. But let's get a prediction, Bill. I'll start with you. I'm going to go with the 2-1 win in Rochester for Ripples, too. Okay. Uh, that's fair. Um, Anthony, what do you got? I'm going 3-2 Red Bull, too. Um, yeah, all right. I think I think that would be a good result. I <laughs> Because of, with these teams, you really never know what you're going to get. 3-2 seems insane, but it could very well happen. Obviously, the playoff match last year ended 3-3, and whoever would have saw that coming. Um, I'm going to say that this is going to be a 1-1 draw because it's the safe choice <laughs> given the teams involved. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Let's uh, move on to our player highlight. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about an academy player who spent a good amount of time with the team this year, and that's Kazu Shigenobu, one of the best names, uh, obviously, to say of anyone on the team. Shigenobu is a central midfielder. What we've seen him do with the Red Bulls has been that deep-lying player. Uh, he's very good uh, distributing the ball from that position, uh, has pretty good vision uh, considering how young he is and um, how he might not be used to uh, the speed of the game. Uh, but uh, he's added a, a surprising amount of depth to, to that position, and even though his minutes have to be limited somewhat, uh, what he's he's done out there has been very impressive. Anthony, what's one of the qualities that you'd like to highlight from him? Joe, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Joe, you still there? Can you not hear me? That really? is just not me. 
quote. Yeah, I, I, he broke up. Yeah, he's uh, he's gone. This is an amazing Joe? prank. Did you ever know what it was, Joe? <laughs> All right, since, since they can't hear me, I'll just start talking garbage about Merced. That guy, he looks awful. Awful. Have you seen his profile? You... Oh, there he is. Hey. Nope, he's gone again. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, is he gone again? How does that feel? Hey. Is he still there? Yeah, I'm here. There you are. What okay, happened could you hear me talking trash now? disc about to expire? Well, no. Another yeah. three hours? My, my mom just got on the you landline. My mom just got on the landline and started dialing, and the 56.6 disconnected, so. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. All right, talk about uh, something that is from uh, Kazu Shigenobu, one of his qualities. I would say one of his qualities. Ah. He's yeah. pretty good at his passes are pretty awesome. Expand on that, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got a pretty good uh, success rate for passing, and he's breaking up a lot in the midfield. Uh, according to USLSoccer.com, he has 239 total passes, and 190 of them are uh, successful. So it's about 80% success rate on passing. That's darn good for a young player. Anthony, what about you? What's a quality that he brings to the table? I think he's got a good eye to connecting the back line to the forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played a lot on the left side of the wing for Red Bull too, but I, I think he can be a bit. Uh, he can be moved around a bit in the coming year into different positions. Um, not necessarily a central attacking midfielder, because I think that requires you to take a bit more shots on goal. But um, he can be the kind of guy that is a bit more of a connective piece than we've seen in 2017. All right. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Um, I also think that uh, his ability to, to kind of pressure defenses and and force tackles and kind of help transition the attack has been good. Not quite to the level of someone like uh, Andrew Tenari, but certainly uh, a promising start for the young guy. Okay. Uh, where does he need to improve? Let's start with you, uh, Anthony. Um, I think he needs to improve in his fitness. He's been the kind of guy that uh, they pulled off the field rather early in games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he appears to have tired a bit. But uh, it, it, that's something that's totally workable in the offseason. And hopefully maybe he'll get more of a chance at that next year. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bill? I would say for me, kind of bounce off what Anthony said a little bit. I'd like to see him be more of an attacking type of midfielder and press up on the offense a little bit more and uh, take some shots and and, uh, see what we can get. Fair enough. I think uh, for me, one of the things I'd like to see him do a little bit better is be a little bit more disciplined uh, in his tackling. Sometimes he can uh, get a foot in a little bit late or or come in a little bit hot, uh, if you were, and that can cause some issues for him as a player probably pick up a number of cards that way uh and i think uh in terms of just adjusting to the game it, it's really one of those things as a young player he just needs to get a little bit stronger on the ball uh not be dispossessed as easily and uh a- a- adapt to the speed of the game he's done well from what we've seen but i think there's a little bit more for him to go okay uh is he someone that we're going to see in mls one day be it with the red bulls or another team anthony or just professional soccer Oof. in general uh- um, I don't know. I don't think we've seen enough of him to make that kind of an assessment. 
Um, and he hasn't been incredibly impressive. So I'm, I'm going to have to say I'm going to have to abstain from that question for this year. Well, I think that in itself is an answer. It's too early to tell. Uh, Bill. I'm going to agree with Anthony, too. I think it's too early to, to make a call yep. on that. Fully agree with that. Good early return so far, but there needs to be a larger sample size before we can really make a determination. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. I'm at underscore Joe Goldstein. I am at NYC Soccer World. And I'm at Bill T. And J. And if you'd like to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, like I said, that's all on Twitter. You can also visit us at Facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can come to RaisingBulls.com. Uh, where, like I said, there's going to be an announcement coming up pretty soon about some additional content there. You can find us on YouTube to see the clips from the show. Uh, and uh, you can write us questions, because we'd love to answer some questions at the end of the show. Uh, or hate at, mail. Yeah, hate mail, questions. Uh, uh, Stories hate. about Anthony, if you think he looks like somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Or sounds like someone. <laughs> sounds like somebody more than looks like somebody. Uh, paid... Uh, um, uh, adoration is also welcomed, uh, by which I mean you could pay us and then say something nice. That <laughs> things are all okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, please write to us. It's at it's questions at raisingbulls.com. That's questions at raisingbulls.com. Where can you write us? Questions at raisingbulls.com. You can listen to us on Do it, Mother Fathers. Mother Fathers. <laughs> Have you ever watched The Big Lebowski on TV? I have. There's a scene uh, that's pretty famous from the movie uh, and on TV. Uh, <laughs> the line becomes, this is what happens when, <laughs> when you find a stranger in the Alps. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to listen to us, you can find us at iTunes, uh, Google Play, or Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, of course, it's Raising Bulls Podcast. Please find us, rate us, review us, subscribe. It means everything to us. And uh, in the these in this darkest hour of the U.S. missing out on the World Cup, uh, just remember that uh, in order to get back to, I, I assume, what the current administration's idea of great America, maybe that means that we have to have crappy soccer again. Just keep that in mind, folks. <laughs> Anyway, for myself, Anthony Merced, and Bill Toomey, thank you very much, and have a good night.